Breaking medical news. Big changes to recommendations for heart disease and blood pressure. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about some new recommendations for preventing strokes, heart attacks, and more. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today for Access Health Radio. And we'd also like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies, sometimes even less expensive than using your insurance. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And we have a website where you can get more information about Dr. Forrest and Access Health Radio. Uh, What's that information? Well, if listeners want to send uh, general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, or they want to check out links that sometimes we provide to content we have on the show, they can go to accesshealthradio.com. They can also send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com and make sure to include their contact information. Uh, If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. And after the show, if someone misses part of the show or if they want to make it available to listen to somebody else, uh, they can go to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com. And we also have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. So, Dr. Forrest, there's always some new information. Uh, There's some uh, breaking news, it seems like, almost every day in the medical field. And as new research comes out and medicine advances, recommendations from doctors change as well. And understand that there are some major changes now in the recommendations regarding aspirin, blood blood pressure, and cholesterol, and how that might even affect dementia. Yes. Yeah. Medical knowledge is always advancing and changing. Uh, only 92 years ago, there were no antibiotics. And when people got a bacterial infection, they had a good chance of actually dying from it. Whereas now, you know, it's a rare event. Some diseases that used to be fatal are now curable and others like smallpox and polio have been almost totally eliminated. However, the frustration can be that doctors' recommendations to patients also change as more is discovered and researched in detail. And today we're going to talk about some recent changes that will absolutely affect almost everyone in our listening audience and will actually change the type, uh, number, and potency of the medications we take. Now, I've heard forever that you need to take aspirin as a method to prevent heart disease and stroke but that's part of the big news that that's changing right it is this is a really major change as little as six months ago uh, we were telling patients that were between 50 and 60 years old that taking a baby aspirin each day was really useful to prevent heart attacks and strokes and that for people aged 60 to 70 it also might have some benefit for that And now, due to three new research trials on aspirin, we are no longer recommending aspirin to prevent strokes or heart attacks in people who have never had one of those events before. So again, if they've never had a stroke or heart attack in the past, 
we are no longer recommending aspirin as a way to prevent those. And this is a huge change and will likely catch many patients by surprise. For years, we have known that aspirin as a blood thinner helped prevent strokes and heart attacks, but the more recent studies have concluded that the benefit is very, very minimal and that daily aspirin therapy has risks that just don't make it worth it for most people. You know, things like uh, bleeding into your stomach and intestines and ringing in your ears and being more likely to have trouble bleeding if you have a fall and break a bone, those type things. So, um, however, for people that have had a stroke or that have had a heart attack in the past, it still may be recommended because they are at much higher risk. And of key importance, you should always ask your own physician if you should continue aspirin or stop it based on the new recommendations. But for most people, it will no longer be recommended. So that's a a really big change because I know for years we've told people, you know, if you want to take a baby aspirin a day, it would help prevent heart Mm -hmm. disease and stroke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have heard that, I think, for my whole life. So that is a big change. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week, Doc. Medical recommendations are always changing as knowledge and research provides us more insight into diseases. However, it is important that if you see a news headline or a new recommendation for something to do or not to do, you need to always talk with your physician and get their opinion for how it affects you specifically before you change something on your own, particularly when it involves medicines that you might be taking. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to talk about some other new recommendations, Uh, blood pressure, cholesterol, preventing memory loss and dementia, all that still to come straight ahead on Access Health Radio. Welcome back into Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Today, we're talking about brand new medical recommendations regarding things like blood pressure and cholesterol. Dr. Forrest, I understand that a blood pressure, now 120 over 80, I've always heard that's normal. That is considered right where you want to be, but uh, has that changed? That's right. Uh, Given some recent large research trials, 120 for blood pressure as the top number is now considered to be high blood pressure. Years ago, when they used to study blood pressure, they did the studies to see if lowering it below 200 would save lives. And once they discovered that getting blood pressure below 200 did, in fact, prevent strokes and heart attacks, then they did studies to see if getting it less than 180 would save lives. And every time they did one of these trials, you know, over the last 40 years, uh, they concluded that every time they lowered blood pressure by about 20 points, they would cut the risk of a heart attack or a stroke in half. So in some of the recent trials, uh, including one called SPRINT, uh, just like running fast, uh, they actually looked to see if lowering blood pressure that we used to consider in the normal range would also reduce the risk for stroke and heart attack. And sure enough, in that trial, getting blood pressure from 133 down to 123 actually decreased the risk of a stroke in half. And as a result, the new guidelines have reclassified blood pressure such that normal blood pressure ends with a top number of 119. And we do not recommend starting medication for people between 120 to 130, but instead recommend changes like the DASH diet and exercise to help get that blood pressure down. 
However, a big change is that now we are starting to recommend medication for some patients starting at 130 for their top number on blood pressure. And the the new guidelines say that a blood pressure of 140 now is considered to be the highest level or highest risk blood pressure, what we call stage two. And that if we have patients that come in that aren't on medication and their blood pressure is 140 or more on top, that we're actually supposed to initiate two medications from the start. Uh, So that's significant because it used to be, you know, if somebody was 140, we might put them on one medication or we might, you know, try some diet and lifestyle. And now, now the guidelines say if they're over 140, uh, it's time for two medications. So uh, people really need to start looking at blood pressure as soon as they're in the 120s and doing all the lifestyle changes they can um, so that they can, you know, possibly avoid having to be on medication. But if they do have to be on medication, still very important to get it down. And, you know, a blood pressure of 130 or above now is considered stage one hypertension. Um, and that, that is a definitely a change in terms of how we've looked at blood pressure because for years it's been, if people were in the one thirties, you know, we knew maybe their risk was a little higher, but we would always just say, you know, diet and exercise. And we never started medicine for people in the one thirties. And now when we have high risk patients, uh, that their blood pressure stays in the one thirties, uh, we're, we're, we may treat that with medication even before they get to one forty. Uh, so this really is a major, major change in how we treat blood pressure and also how we evaluate it. And, uh, you know, some people have asked, well, you know, what's next? Is, uh, you know, next year are they going to say it's 110? Um, and I don't think so because what we're starting to see is it looks like about 115 is a cutoff where getting blood pressure lower than that doesn't decrease risk anymore. So I don't think we'll see, you know, a, a big change uh, from the goals we're shooting for now. I think after 40 years of researching and making recommendations on guidelines for blood pressure, we're finally getting, we're, we finally found, you know, where it really needs to be. Um, so I don't think you'll see, you know, guidelines asking for it to be much lower than this. Uh, but I do think it's important to pay attention to this new research. Uh, the SPRINT trial was groundbreaking in that it was, uh, you know, some of the largest uh, research ever done on people over the age of 60. And up till that, we never really knew, you know, how uh, subtle changes in blood pressure would affect them. And now we know that, you know, changing blood pressure from just 10 points, from 133 to 123, if you do that in only 60 people, you prevent a stroke. And that's just shocking. That means, you know, if you have a medical practice with, let's say, 3,000 patients, and you were to, to follow these new guidelines and treat blood pressure an additional 10 points, you could prevent 50 strokes a year. Mm. And, you know, strokes are expensive uh, events. They're about a million dollars a piece. And they're also really bad for the people they happen, happen to as well. A million dollars a piece. That's usually, if you look at the total cost for hospitalization and rehab and everything else, uh, strokes cost about a million dollars a piece. And, and not only the economic cost, but you know, when you think about the quality of life, mm. a stroke is something that has a huge toll on that. With, yeah. you know, often people having paralysis and you know, symptoms that, that persist you know, the rest of their lives. 
when we're talking about these numbers, 120 over 180, one of them is called a systolic, and the other is a diastolic or something like that. Which one's which? Am I getting the, yeah, am I even close? <laughs> no, that's no, that's right. The the top number, the the 120 number, uh, that is the systolic. Okay, and that's the pressure basically when your heart squeezing blood out. And the bottom number is the diastolic, and the diastolic pressure is essentially the pressure in your blood vessels, you know, when your heart's not squeezing the blood out, sort of in the relaxation phase. So the difference between those two is basically what causes the blood to move forward, you know, around your circulatory system. But systolic is the top number, and diastolic is the bottom. Sort of like a, a water pump in a car or something like that <laughs> keeps right. it moving. Okay, right. I got. Well, you really have presented some big changes here. So people that thought their blood pressure was okay, really maybe need to start rethinking that. Yes, and, and more importantly, we now know that blood pressure, uh, due to some recent studies on this, is likely the most important cause of stroke, dementia, heart failure, heart attacks, and kidney failure. In other words, if you could only fix one thing wrong with your health, Getting your blood pressure to normal is probably absolutely at the top of that list. Absolutely. So I understand there's also, I'm going to shift gears on us a little bit here. Uh, you mentioned cholesterol earlier. There's some changes in the recommendations for cholesterol levels? Yes. You know, we can't forget about cholesterol. There is a lot of confusion and myths out there about treating cholesterol. But what we now know is that it is incredibly important and also one of the biggest reasons that people get memory loss and dementia, like Alzheimer's as they age. We already knew that it could lead to heart attacks and strokes, but now it turns out that the decreased blood flow to the brain caused by cholesterol buildup may actually be one of the primary causes of dementia, and that puts a lot of people into skilled nursing facilities and, and causes dementia. So it turns out that treating cholesterol with statins can significantly reduce the risk of dementia and memory loss. Something else that is new is that recent studies have shown that when placebo-controlled trials are done where patients don't know if they're taking a cholesterol medication or if they're taking a medication that just has a placebo in it, the side effects are almost exactly the same. Now, that's, that's, that's new and different, too, because up to that point, there's been a lot of mythology about statins and side effects. And, you know, there's tons of rumors out there on the Internet about things that can happen. And what this means is now that they've studied it in a blinded way so that people don't know what they're taking, it turns out the side effects are very similar to the placebo. Um, and it means that they're safer and they cause less side effects than we even previously thought. And the actual side effects are very rare, so much so that the FDA now says you don't even need to monitor things like liver function on all patients taking these medications anymore. So uh, the final change is that now instead of directing treatment at a very specific number, um, it's primarily directed by figuring out what a patient's individual risk is for having a heart attack or stroke. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to listeners to know they can download an app themselves for free, um, and we, we will have uh, links to that uh, on our website, on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, but there's a, a calculator called the ASCVD calculator that basically you punch in some numbers and it tells you your risk for having a heart attack or stroke in the next 10 years. So, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And essentially doctors now are using that risk score to determine, you know, uh, what level of treatment a patient needs and what type of cholesterol medicine they need to be on. 
And, you know, now with uh, the cost of the newer and more effective cholesterol medications uh, being around $6 a month or less, uh, for most people that need a statin or cholesterol medication, one of the more potent ones like a torvastatin or rosuvastatin will likely be recommended for most people. So that's also a change because in the past, you know, we, we used all different cholesterol medicines and we sort of based the one we used on how, how much we felt like we needed to get the, the bad cholesterol down. And now these new guidelines are saying if somebody's risk is at a certain level, then you need to use either what they call a moderate or, or high-potency statin. And that pretty much limits it. That eliminates a lot of the older drugs and gets us pretty much just with the rosuvastatin and atorvastatin for most people. We're talking about big changes in recommendations for heart disease, blood pressure, cholesterol, all that today on Access Health Radio. We'll cover some of those key points straight ahead. Stick with us. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. AccessHealthRadio.com is our website. You'll find a lot of the information that we talk about right there for you. It's also time right now, Dr. Forrest, for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. We've been, uh, you know, studying blood pressure and things like that for a long time, but the first blood pressure guideline was not developed until 1977, and uh, it was called the Joint Commission. And at the time, you know, only the lower number, that diastolic number of blood pressure was considered important, and that was just supposed to be under 90. So things have come a long way in the last 40 years. There's actually been seven revisions to that guideline uh, in just over 40 years. So again, this is sort of the most recent information. Uh, and, and, you know, 40 years ago, we didn't even think about that top number of the systolic when we were worried about blood pressure. And now it turns out that's probably the most important, uh, number to look at. Uh, so it's been, been studying it for a while, but, uh, you know, uh, seven changes in the last 40 years. Well, and uh, they just keep changing, but uh, the medical advances, uh, we're just trying to keep up with them. That's why we appreciate you tuning in to Access Health Radio, try to keep you on the cutting edge here. Okay, Dr. Forrest, what are some keys that you'd like folks to take away from our discussion today about the new medical guidelines? First, uh, aspirin is no longer recommended as a way to prevent heart disease or stroke for people that have never had either one before. And this is a big change, but it turns out that for people that have never had a stroke or heart attack, the risks are not worth the small benefit. Second, high blood pressure starts at 120 over 80. That is not considered normal blood pressure anymore. And while medication is not recommended for people until the pressure is over 130 on top, Diet and exercise to reduce it should really start at 120. And although high blood pressure has no symptoms, it's therefore called the silent killer, it is probably the single most important thing people can do to manage uh, their risk for heart attack, stroke, and dementia. And lastly, treating cholesterol is now based on risk for stroke and heart attack, which can easily be calculated with that ASCVD calculator, which uh, we have a, a link online that you can uh, go to for that. And also, for most people, a torvastatin or rosuvastatin, which are both generic now and likely under $6 a month, are going to be the best treatments and can even significantly reduce your risk for ending up with a type of dementia like Alzheimer's disease. Dr. Forrest, where can people learn more about these new recommendations that you've talked about today? There are links on accesshealthradio.com, 
and uh, that will be there. And our scripture this week is from Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 6. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.